I Needed That podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and NeuroGum and Mint. Absolutely. So the first one would be NeuroGum. Have you have you heard about NeuroGum? I have. I actually bought a pack of this gum at a Sprouts one time. How were you introduced to it? So a couple months ago, JB, who's our project manager on our app, is like, dude, I've got the best gum in the world. You're going to freak out. He gave me a sample. I loved it. Um, and, and he is the funniest thing is like, not only does it make you feel great, increase your focus, but the flavor of it. I don't know how you guys did it, but you did it. And it's so good. It lasts forever. Go to the sponsor link, which we've set up for you at try slash. I needed that. That's T R Y N E U R O G U M.com slash. I needed that to enjoy energy, calm and focus whenever you need it. Try the gum, try the mints. You're going to love them both. Let's talk about better help. For so many people, it's an incredible service, and it's needed now more than ever. Amen to that, for sure. And what's so great about BetterHelp is it's the world's largest therapy service. It's all online, 100% online. So to get started, all you do is you answer a couple of questions about your needs, your preferences in therapy, and then you're off and you're scheduling uh, with somebody that is going to be able to talk to you. Now, what I love about BetterHelp is say you don't connect with somebody right away. There's, there's people waiting in the wings. Like, you can change therapists. That's no big deal. That's what I love about it, too. They'll actually match you up with someone who has uh, commonalities and has shared experiences. And so they can really connect with you because it's like, oh, yeah, well, I've been through that, too. And yeah. we're going to save you a little bit of money. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash I Needed That. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I Needed That. And just so you know, we're going to throw all of this stuff in the show notes, too, because we really want you to take advantage of it. There is literally nothing better than talking to a therapist and picking up some tools to make your life more meaningful. And what I want to say to people is, is so many times we think about therapy and we think, oh, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. There's almost nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You just need a couple of tools and tricks and strategies and something like to kind of set you up and get you to the next place, right? That's, That's it. Just like we need exercise for our physical health. Therapy is there for our mental health and you can't, you can't have one without the other. It's a holistic approach and I can't, I cannot stress it strongly enough. Yeah. So go ahead and take a look in the show notes, get a link to Hero Gum, Better Help, Move One Million, uh, learn from people who lived it.com is how you connect with me. That's it. That's all we got for you today. You ready to get into the podcast? Let's go, buddy. What's up, friends? Welcome to our I Needed That podcast. My name is Matthew Blades. And I'm Chris Powell. Well, we have a packed show coming up today, bro. Oh, man. It's a fun one, though. We are covering a lot. We've got Would You Rather. We've got Name That Tune. We're going to talk about pet peeves. We're going to talk about road rage. We're going to talk about, <laughs> is it more important to be right than kind? Uh, we're going to talk about OnlyFans. We are going to talk about a number of things today on this podcast. And I can't wait to jump off and get going. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I am. Let's before go. we start, hold on. Before we start, turn the music down just a little bit. Before we start, <laughs> I learned the most random thing about you. And I don't know if this is true or not. But I learned that when your show was on TV, Extreme Makeover, the Weight Loss Edition. Yes. One of the countries that it was the biggest on or in (laughs) was Slovakia. True or false? Very true. In fact, I was actually going to have a shirt made that says, I'm big in Slovakia. You have to do it. And then I'll get one that says, I'm tall in Slovakia. Uh, I love that Bro, idea. You're tall everywhere. I am tall. But you're big everywhere. That's my point. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about everywhere. that. What, they got a lot of muscly people in Slovakia? No, no, no. I, like, okay. You know the whole concept. Like, I'm, have you ever seen those shows? Like, I'm big yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm certainly not the tallest in Slovakia. They, they got some tall... Some tall women, I'll tell you that. What if you said 
best chest in Slovakia. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? That would I be mean, good. I can now. I couldn't I couldn't when I was going yeah. before. Have you ever been to Slovakia? Yeah. Three times. Really? Yes. What do you do in Slovakia? Oddly enough, so my show was one of the biggest shows in the country. And so th- they flown me out a handful of times. They actually did a remake of my show. So they, they showed both our version in subtitles, and then they did their own version. So I've been a guest on their show multiple times. That's cool, with their, man. their lead trainer, Marosh, Marosh Molnar. How great, great is this? Guy, and just the, the nicest Hardest working people you've ever met in your life. It was amazing. Slovakia of all places, right? There's something I wanted to ask you about today, and I want to get your take on it. I saw an article the other day. It said 30% tips, period. And then so I clicked on it, and I was like, what, what, what is this about? And they say, the article goes on, it says, tipping has always been controversial, polarizing, but it's relevant once again because the trend is to tip a higher percentage now. You know, you've, we've all kind of seen on Instagram, Facebook, social media, TikTok, right? Like people do these things where they leave 50% of the bill or they leave 100% of the bill. You've right, seen these. Right. So now we're starting to morph into a culture where people are saying, well, maybe 20% isn't enough. Maybe we need to give 30%. I waited tables for two years at Kona Grill, actually. Really? <laughs> I love yes, Kona Grill. Right? They have incredible sushi. Dude, I was at the original Kona Grill right here in Scottsdale and I waited tables there for two years. So like, oh, I'll tell you <laughs> Straight up, coming from the service industry, yeah. a, a nice tip is greatly appreciated because I was making like a buck fifty an hour, and you live off your tips, right? But here's here's a question though. So is it because of all these trending social media things? Because now we're also looking at the tiniest sliver of the tip of the spear of social media influencers who are making a gazillion dollars. And they go out and do this for a post. And they go and do this because they're getting such a massive return on the back end so they can do that while the cameras are rolling. Are they really doing it when the cameras aren't rolling and they go to a restaurant? It's like, and so they're setting, is it, I mean, first of all, to become an actual social media influencer I mean, that, that's, it's, a, it's a monumental feat that all these kids have dreamed. They're like, oh, I'm just going to be a, an influencer. Really? I mean, it's, it's like the dream of going, I'm just going to play in the NFL. Well, that's Good a luck. small, that's a sliver of a, yeah, <laughs> there's a very small select few. Listen, well, it goes so. on to say, like, listen, like food costs more. Everywhere you go, food's costing more. I saw a trend on, uh, what was it, TikTok yesterday. They were talking about how fast food, you can't walk out of a fast food restaurant anymore for less than 40 bucks. If you if you're feeding a family of four, yeah. that that's feasible. Yeah, I mean now now you're getting up to regular rests like sit down restaurant prices, it's, <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Like places like Subway, places like McDonald's, it's it's literally gotten to almost ten, eleven bucks a meal. Yeah, I believe it, which is nuts. I know it. I'm as if we needed another reason to stop going, but you don't have to tip there. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> So right. at least it'll save you another 30% now. Yeah, so. I love that. I love that. Um, all right, we're going to rip through a couple of fun things here today, uh, if you're up for it. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Okay, this By is the way, yeah. I love that. This is a fun roster today. We, we got some good stuff. Okay, this cool. Awesome. I'm having a good time, too. Yeah. I'm having a good time, too. So this next segment is called Your Next Move. Okay? All right, yeah. It's called Your Next Move. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a scenario, and then at the end, I'm going to say, what's your next move? Okay. Okay? You're at Costco. And there's a big, long line. You know how it is whenever you buy all your stuff at Costco, you have to show your receipt. Oh, Sam's yeah. Club, same way. You have to show your receipt to the people and they kind of check it off, right? Yeah. Uh, there's maybe eight or nine people deep. And all of a sudden, this guy walks up and he's only got two things in his hand. He walks, he cuts the entire line. He cuts you, he cuts the right of the front. And he just says kind of out loud, hey guys, sorry, I'm in a hurry and I just have a couple of things. What's your next move? Okay, 
So, so for me, it really depends on how they ask and how appreciative they are for letting them go. So if they just walk in there, like they're entitled, Hey, sorry guys, I just, I just need to take care of this real quick. The agreeable part of me, I've let that go a lot, a lot, but a couple of times in my life, I, I, I've actually said, oh, hey, the, the lines actually starts back here, you know, but behind that lady right there, you know, like I've, I've, I've let people know that before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, the line's right over here. You know, almost like give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. You probably didn't realize that there's a whole line here. Like, and I, I'm always very, very respectful. You know, I know this is your first time at Costco. Yeah. Ass, <laughs> right. But, yeah, exactly. So, so that's me personally. Um, but if, if so, like I've had this happen so many times in an airport, you know, like we're waiting in security and, oh my gosh, my flight's about to leave. Is it okay if I cut in front of you? Of course. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Or like the lady behind me, she's got a basket and just like two things in it at the, at the grocery store. She's like, I'm so sorry. Is there any way I might be able to, especially when I've got, you know, $200 worth of groceries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please go ahead. Of course. If they're kind about it, great. But if they're kind of being a dick, you're out. <laughs> then I'm like, you're going to remind him of where the line is in the most respectful kind yeah. of way. And then we'll just see where it goes from there. You but and I are hundred percent. I was about to ask hundred percent. I would, I would let it go at almost every turn. I used to maybe get worked up about those things earlier on in my life, but I see no value in it. The older I get, uh, it's kind of like how I drive now. If somebody's on my ass, I just get out of their way. Go ahead, buddy. Like yeah. I don't want, I don't need to go 80 miles an hour. Down the high, like maybe 85, 90. Like I have a truck. Yeah. You know, I don't have a sports car. I don't, (laughs) I don't have a Tesla. I have a Tesla or some sports car. I probably want to go 90 miles an hour. Um, but I, I I mean with the truck, like I don't, I don't want to go that fast. So I just move over and I let it go. So much fuel in that thing anyway. So let me get your take on this, man. This is, uh, have you heard of OnlyFans? (laughs) I have. Do you know, what do you know about it? I've never, I swear, I swear, I've never seen it. I, I haven't either. I've okay, never gone okay. online to check it out. So, um, yeah, so I heard about it, obviously, in the whole social media influencer space. I, you know, it's like, I guess people can set up an OnlyFans account. They can get a little bit more risque, if you will, and people pay a subscription. You know, there's like, just, there were some jokes that are out there with the teams telling me to set up an OnlyFans account. <laughs> They're like, hey, if you start really start hurting for money, just set up an OnlyFans account. And a cameo like, account. Oh, we're yeah. going to need all of them. Right, right. Exactly. But that's, that's all I know about it. I don't know a lot of the details, but I've seen social media. I've seen people on, on social. They're like, Hey, hit me up on my OnlyFans. Yeah. Like, oh, so it's okay. like everything. It's every kind of fetish you could imagine. Uh, we used to, I used to work with the guy who had an OnlyFans account for feet. And so he, I got a, a story for you about this. You, you go first. People okay. would send him pictures of feed. He would put these pictures online and people would go nuts for it. Um, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I wonder what you would do in this case. You ready? <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. So um, one, one of my buddies yeah. is, he's kind of going through a little bit of a financial hardship right now. They both kind of like have, you know, decent jobs and money's a little tight right now. And she's got a girlfriend at her office who has an OnlyFans account and she's making $20,000 a month on this OnlyFans oh, account. That's insane. Okay. I might just start. <laughs> Hold on. 20,000 a month. Yeah. That sounds good. It does sound pretty good. Doesn't it? For feet. And she, um, she approached my friend and she said, honey, I think we should do this. And she's a beautiful woman. And Wait, she, both of them are just her, just her. Oh, okay. and, and so I don't know exactly what they would do. It would be probably sexual in nature. Sure. 
Okay. Either showing something. Right. Because here's a big thing on the OnlyFans account is, uh, and for people that haven't heard this before, this is going to be a little shocking. But one of the things that I hear consistently about OnlyFans is girls will try on panties and then guys will say, send them to me after you've tried them on. Okay. $20,000 a month. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think she's thinking about doing something along those lines where she tries on a bra or she puts on a pair of underwear and then she sends it to the friggin' creep food. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who wants this? Okay. Uh, I know you're, what are you thinking right now? Okay. I'm, I'm coming at it from his perspective and I'm thinking, okay, this is my wife. So like I'm a traditional kind of, yeah, I get it. And it's like, I protect, I think, you know, intimacy in a relationship is very important. It should be protected. But I also, I also don't want to impose my values on anyone else because different strokes for different folks. And I am 100% okay. As long as he's okay with that and she's okay with that, that's their relationship. That's her body. As long the, the biggest thing is I would say, and again, this is me not just not knowing the entire situation. Be careful because sometimes that can be a slippery slope. You know, it's like, oh, it's just OnlyFans. I don't know. They won't show my face. And that's it's, what you suggest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, and, but the thing is when the money starts coming in, it, then it's like, okay, well then now they're asking, oh, if, if I do show my face, I can get more. If I do this, then I can get more. And I just, I just think it can be a really dangerous, slippery slope. That's my thoughts. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, what are, I what hadn't your quite thoughts? considered that. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm kind of, the older I get, the more untraditional I become. Yeah. And I think if Nicola came to me and she was like, hey, I want to do this thing where I try bras on and I send them to guys. At first, I'm going to be like, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? That's <laughs> right. like, like not okay. Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know. Boobs and underwear could be hands, could be feet, could be tummies, could be ass, could be legs. Like there's all kinds of fetishes out there. Eye fetishes. Really? Oh yeah. How about biceps? Maybe Dude, just you could <laughs> literally set up an OnlyFans account where all you did was flex in a bikini and probably make a killing. Please, Dude, Chris this, Powell's team, can if, we get this going? If this transformation thing doesn't work out, you know where to find me now. You should totally so, set it up and just do abs. So I got a story for you. No joke. True story. Three weeks ago, um, the sink got stopped up and it was just, it, it wasn't pouring like it normally was. It was just dripping. So called the plumber. Plumber comes out. He's like, dude, no problem. I mean, this, he was the most knowledgeable plumber I've ever had in my life. He's like, check this out. So he like fixes the faucet and he's like, you know what? While I'm here, let me check out a few other things. And literally giving the, the, giving me the full rundown of exactly how the whole plumbing system in my house works. And I was just like, I was like, man, you are so good at this. He's like, yeah, I always thought about doing my own thing, but he's like, you know, what's crazy is that I, um, I actually started an out of the blue, he's like, I started an OnlyFans account. And I was like, for plumbing? He's like, no, for my feet. I really like getting pedicures and everything. So I just started taking all these pictures. And I'm like, literally, it went from all plumbing into I have an OnlyFans account for my feet because I like to get pedicures and paint my nails and everything. And I was just like, this conversation just went left really fast out of the blue. And I'm like, okay, bro, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I why not? Right, dude. Probably the most talented plumber I've ever met in my entire life. And he's just, he's kill- also a he's, foot model. He's killing, it <laughs> plumbing, he's killing it. He's killing it on OnlyFans for his feet. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. Good for him. The guy's hustling. Um, let's talk about this. There's uh, all these great phrases that we have in life, right? Uh, you mentioned one that you use all the time, which is 
skin the cat. Yeah. And it's just like, I always say, dude, there's a thousand ways to skin the cat here. But I have no idea what that means. Well, I, I know what the intention of it is, but I don't know where it came from. Right. And so we, we actually started getting into this conversation a little bit earlier. Like, where do these sayings come from? I don't know exactly where that one, but we could speculate that it has to do with, you know, old school trapping of cats, skinning them, the, using their furs. <laughs> the moment you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I always think of like a, a little tabby or something. <laughs> and I'm like, poor little thing. No, I'm thinking I mean, like, who would ever do that? Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> so, in nature. Okay, good. That would make sense. All right, here's a, here's a phrase for you. Going postal. Where does it come from? Well, okay. So not to get all morbid or anything, but I do remember a while back, one of the very first big like mass shootings, wasn't it at a post office? That's it. Ding, okay. ding. That's exactly okay. where it comes from. Man, I remember when that went down. That was, what is was that in the 90s? Um, let's see if it has the date on this. It doesn't. Okay. But, I, but you're probably <laughs> right. Yeah. Late 90s, I remember yeah. that too. There was, a, there was a multiple um, yeah. uh, incidences from, where people were going back and attacking their, their employees. Yeah, from upset. Yeah. Okay, what about the um, expression riding shotgun? Not a clue. I know what it, I mean. Speculate. I know what it means. It's, Speculate. Oh, so well, I, I would imagine. Because what do we all think riding shotgun means? What's well, sitting in the passenger next, side of the front seat, yeah, right? That's exactly okay. it. So perhaps that was the person that would actually get the shotgun when they're out in the country doing crazy stuff, like driving through country roads and. You're a thousand percent right. Get out of here. That's exactly what it is, man. No way. The expression goes back to the 1800s where your responsibility would have been to carry the shotgun. And you would have had to stave off anybody that was trying to rob you as you were carrying goods and services to and from. No way. Isn't that That's, insane? Yes. Good for you, dude. dude thank you. Okay, what, what else all right, is that? All right, here we go. Here's two more. Um, God bless you after somebody sneezes. Okay, I've heard this. I don't know if it's true. All Does right. this go back to the plague days where people sneeze? And a lot of times that was the beginning of actually getting the plague. Boom. Bro. You are two for two. Dude. Back to the pursuit. Roman plague of 590. Wow. I thought it was a black plague, but okay, good to know. Even older. And the moment you start sneezing a lot, people say, God bless, God bless you. you. Because the end is, yeah, it's inevitable. All right. What wow. about getting on a soapbox? Not a clue. <laughs> Speculate. <laughs> well, then I would imagine probably way back in the day, what you do is if you like, um, it, like I'm sure on the street, you want to get a crowd of people around. You probably put a, a box down so you can stand up above and you can have your voice. Dude, you are nailing it. Oh my you are gosh. three for three. Okay. Well, so it literally goes back to the 19th century where people would gather folks on the street corner and they would set up a series of soapboxes so they could be taller than the crowd and deliver what they needed to deliver. Wow. You didn't have a cell phone to text everybody then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Right? You're good at this yeah, game, man. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, it's so funny. When, when you say that, I always think about, so when, when I was doing the TV thing, cause I'm short, I'm like five, eight. Right. So they'd always give me in scenes where you couldn't see my feet. Sometimes they give me an apple box. I'm sure. To stand on. I'm sure. Or to sit on Dude. because everyone else is taller than me. So it's a funny thing. I'm six foot three. And I can't <laughs> tell you every time I did a video shoot, they always had to put, it didn't matter yes. who it was. They always had to put that person on a box. Yes. Those little <laughs> apple crates. so bad for them. Our production team carried apple crates, those little three or four inch apple crates for me to stand on. Oh, God bless them. good I for you, it. dude. Oh. Hey, I got a fun one for you. All right. The whole nine yards. Wow. I don't have any. Do you know where it comes from? I actually do. And so um, whole, I use it in a sentence. Um, yeah, dude, you got the whole nine yards out of that one, you know, okay. or it's always about getting like the, the entire thing. It's like um, if 
if you were able to nine yards. Yeah. What is it? Where does it come from? So if the whole nine yards, I, I, it's either world war one or world war two. Um, they would actually load ammunition into the airplanes okay. and it was nine yards of ammunition. And so when the guys would go out and they'd be dogfighting, um, or they'd be doing like, they'd be strafing the ground and everything. If they were able to get all their, all their ammo out, you know, without jamming, they got the whole nine yards. Yeah. Dude, Isn't that why I love that? Yes. And so fun. You know, what's so fun is that I, I love just the variety of all this stuff. Cause it's like, <laughs> we can explore, we can go anywhere we want. This, it's so much fun. The other day you yeah. were on Instagram and you put up this thing about, have you ever used an injury as an excuse to stop putting in the work? That was the question. And then you were nice enough to take off all your clothes except for your shorts <laughs> and show us your body. And uh, you go through a series of injuries that you've had along the way. So um, I may not hit all of these, but I'm going to ask you some questions about a couple of them. Okay. Sure. How did you tear your rotator cuff? Um, so that was a long, that's a chronic injury that was been happening over a long period of time. So it's my left side. It's funny. The, the picture got all wonky. Um, it, my left rotator is torn. I actually, you, I cannot internally rotate my hand and lift my elbow of my, above my shoulder. Can't do it. I can do a lateral delt raise. I can externally rotate and I can raise, but I cannot internally rotate. And it's, it, the pain is so sharp there. So anyway, um, that one's just happened over a long period of time doing well, number one, all of my injuries, or at least most of them, come from a lack of flexibility and mobility. What could you and do? So, Is that a nod for yoga or getting yourself stretched out? Bingo. And, and let me tell you guys, and, and so there's a lot of reasons behind this post. And one of the reasons is to emphasize the importance of stretching. You know, a lot of people, they get in there and they try to build up their muscle, you know, and then they're always looking to develop or they'll focus on, you know, resistance training or cardio, but they lack flexibility. If you, if you, if you do not focus on your, your flexibility, it can lead to a lot of injuries in, in, in the future. So Glad you said I, that. I can't, I cannot enforce it enough. Please use me as, as an example, as like a bad example of what you don't want to do. Granted. Yeah. Train, push yourself, but find it's everything in balance. So what about the hamstring? How do you tear that? That just sounds painful. Tore that one in a, I was, I was sprinting, uh, in a parking lot in Ohio of all things. It's always running. Yeah. That's, you see a lot of hamstring tears. Yes. Yeah. And again, tight even like runners get hamstring tears. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's, that's debilitating. That was a gnarly one. And it took me that my, my hand, I, I still to this day feel that ham, it's my right hamstring. Um, to this day, I'll still feel it. And that, that was, that was six years ago, seven years ago. Um, my God. Yeah. And I've been all banged up. That's for sure. How'd you tear your quadriceps? So I did that one as, as my vastus lateralis, which is like, so the quads are full. Oh yeah, I know that one. <laughs> the quads are freaking guys showing off over here. <laughs> it's my vastus lateral. <laughs> quads are four different muscles, right? So we got the rectus femoris, vastus intermedialis, vastus medialis. Freaking show off. It's, it's the outside quad. So anyway, I was catching a squat clean without properly warming up. And sure enough, the, th the sucker popped and it balled up. Really? Like, yeah, it like ran up my leg. You can see it where it, it knotted up. And I was like, oh man. And of all things, I was supposed to fly to go bike the last, like in two weeks, I had to go bike the last leg of the Tour de France <laughs> of all things. How'd you get so, wrapped up into that? Well, that was part of the show, oh, which okay. is an amazing thing. But at the same time, it was, uh, yeah, that was a gnarly one. I ended up doing the ride, but I actually ended up 
like kind of limping, like base. I mean, it was, it was about a hundred mile, uh, maybe 90 mile ride. And, um, I got a, yeah. So, it, so basically I went and I got some PRP platelet rich prolotherapy mm-hmm. injections. Yep. I've heard about just, that. Just to try to get the healing done. But a couple of weeks is not enough. Maybe it's three weeks before the ride, but it was, it was okay enough to kind of, I, I did it, but I, I, it's something I would definitely give myself a lot more time to recover. And so the reason that I brought this up is because, you know, the post got my attention because we can all like, you know, get to some pains and some aches and we can kind of turn the volume down or even off and decide that we don't want to be about it anymore. But you're saying that intelligently there's a way around it. And that was the purpose of the post. It was, it's not look at me and you know, look how banged up I am because if anything, it's, I'd want people to look at me like, I don't want that to happen. But at the same time, what the, the reason for the post was to highlight the fact that anytime that you are, that you're pushing yourself physically. And I, I can't stress it enough. I, I highly recommend we, we all need to push ourselves physically because that's the only way we grow, right? You push yourself mentally, you grow, you push yourself physically, you grow. This is the only way we get stronger. Mm. But when you start to really to push the parameters, injuries are inevitable. Even if you're going to be out just, you know, walking on a regular basis and then maybe even consider jogging and then you want to, you know, explore resistance training. So There's going to be bumps and and bruises and scrapes and strains and the occasional break. It's going to happen. This is just part of life and exploring your body physically. So if, as long as we have realistic expectations that that can happen, then when something does happen, you don't work through the injury because it's only going to make it worse and your, the quality of your life is going to go down, but we can work around the injury while the injury heals, but it's not a reason to stop. And I can't tell you how many amazing folks that I'm working with, you know, I'm working with, you know, Mary in Springfield, Missouri, and she, she rolls her ankle and because she rolls her ankle, she's like, that's it. I got to stop. Well, no, you don't. You just can't use your lower body. You just can't use your body below your knee for now. Let's, let's give your ankle some time to repair and recover, but you can still eat healthy. You can still, you can still move your upper body. Why would you stop all this incredible progress that you're making on this transformation? But I can't tell you how many amazing folks that I work with. The moment there's an any slight injury, it's up. Oh, that's it. I got to stop altogether transformation is multifaceted. Mm -hmm. You can still do your mindfulness exercises. You could still do your breathing. You could still do your gratitude practice. You could still eat properly. You could still, I had a guy in season three, Bob, he blew out his ACL a week before the show started two weeks into the show, blew out the other ACL guy. Couldn't even walk. And he ended up losing like 200 pounds in a year because he focused on his nutrition. And then what, and he did what he could do upper body. He, he rode and he boxed. He literally sat on a bench and boxed and he did all of his lateral delt raises and bicep curls and tricep extensions. And the guy, he transformed, lost over 200 pounds in a year. An unbelievable story. And he couldn't walk. It's the perfect example of this. He didn't move through his injury. He didn't work through it. He worked around it. Right. And he was able to change his life. That's the moral of all of this. You're going to get injured. And, and a lot of people are like, well, I'm injured. It's a, Hey, it's okay. I've gotten injured too. I've gotten really injured. A lot of them. Yeah. But who, who doesn't get injured in life? It's yeah. going to happen. Sure. I, I, I'm just, I can't name a human that I know that hasn't you know, sustained some sort of injury. Have you broken a bone? 
I broke a wrist doing a I've box. I've never broken a bone. That's the only thing wow, I've never had happen to me. I've yeah. broken thumbs, toes, and wrists. That's really? <laughs> of all things. I've How do you break toes? Um, Stubbing them? Jiu-jitsu. Shut the yeah. front door. Kicking something. No, I got my toe hooked in someone's gi. And, and sure enough, pop. <laughs> You know, That's gross. Right. Yeah. It happens. And when you break a toe, you, the only thing you do is just tape it to the other toe. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's Does it. it hurt to walk on it, though? Because you can't, oh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to flex uh, it. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Lucky you never broke a bone. But, I know. But you've torn stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I've had a, a grade three uh, ep- uh, separation on my AC joint here on my shoulder. There you go. So I like my right arm's two inches lower than my left arm. Wow. Which is a real pain in the ass with dress clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, you know, and a host of, uh, like a few other things, but yeah, by and large, I've not had, uh, you know, I've been more blessed with things like shingles. <laughs> right. So I haven't broken my wrist, but I was given shingles and I would oh. freaking I would, I think I would snap my wrist before I would get shingles again. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't want any, sure. any, any part of that. No. Um, all right, let's go. Let's have a little fun. We always love music on this uh, podcast. Every podcast we feature some song that I'm going to try to get him to guess. And I believe you're going to crush this today. All right. All right. I don't know if you have one that you want to play for me, I- but I'm going to see if you can get this one ready right here. I know this one. All right, go uh, ahead. I know this one. That's from your old stomping grounds, Minneapolis, Minnesota, the mm-hmm. one and only Prince, When Doves Cry. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hit the note, but. Oh, I love it. That's a good one. Oh, it's a, such a good one. That is really one of the greatest uh, songs ever. That guy is just so unbelievable. I was talking, I was in Minnesota um, two weeks ago. Well, last, well, I guess it was last week for my grandfather's funeral, sadly. Yeah. And uh, we got to talking about um, uh, one of my cousins who works right next door to Paisley Park. And he talks about how still to this day, people from all over the world show up and they lay flowers and they come to see it. And, you know, oh, dude. Okay, okay. My turn. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now, this one is going to be... Oh, I, hope that I didn't mean. hear it. Okay, 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 good. I sort of heard it, but I'm going to pretend I didn't. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> um, here we go, here we go. All right, you got to pause it. Yeah. I feel like you've already been way too generous. I have been. Yeah, you're way more into 80s than I am. I know, I am, I am. Ready? So this is it. Is this who is this? Midnight oil. <laughs> <laughs> Beds are burning. There, there you go. That's fantastic. Oh man, I'm sorry. I don't ever get that Hades stuff. I, I, I my that's my thing, man. That's my jam. 80s is my jam. All right, well, let's move in and switch gears here on I Needed That because every week we like to do uh, and take a little bit of a deep dive. And today you're going to talk a little bit about this idea of how quickly our mindset can shift when a basic need is threatened. That's what you typed out here, but what do you want that to mean for our audience? You know, I, I want... I want to relieve some of the pressure that a lot of people are putting on themselves, especially when they start scrolling through social media and they see... They see folks um, 
you know, they're really focusing on this self-actualization and, you know, they're on a certain level and, you know, they're, they're, they're focusing on all these, these different aspects of their life. But the thing is, you have to understand that their hierarchy of needs, like a lot of their basic needs, their physiological needs, their needs for safety, like all of that, it's already being met. You were talking about Marilyn Manson up front. Yeah. What'd you call Maslow? <laughs> yes. I'm just being funny. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Marilyn Manson, what? <laughs> no, you were talking about Maslow's, what is it called? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. Yeah. And what does it say, basically? And so it's, it's, there's five basic levels of needs here. And so there's like the physiological needs, food, water, shelter. Then there's safety needs, just the need to be safe and to feel safe, whether it's your you know, personal security, financial security, whatever. Makes sense. Then it's love and belonging, and then it moves into esteem, and then self-actualization. Okay. You know, and that's, that's the desire. I think I've heard this before. That's the desire to become like the, 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 the most that one can be. Right. And um, is, it so one, is it one of these things where you kind of have to have the first one, all the, all the boxes checked off before you can move to the next one, before you, you can move to the next one? You nailed it. Okay. And, and our brains are wired that way. And so, hmm. yes. And, and so it's, it's, you know, a lot of times, again, going back to scrolling the gram, comparing yourself to others, you see some of these people that are, you know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it because the thing is, you know, good on them that they have a lot of their, you know, some people might even see that when they're scrolling, they might see some of my feeds coming through and like, you know, whether I'm doing a meditation or, or, you know, an ice bath or something like that. It's like, hey, all of these things really help improve your quality of life. But if you're fighting to put food on the table, yeah. you know, you're not thinking about an ice bath. No. You know, you're not thinking about a deep tissue massage. Let me go get a deep, uh, let me go get mindful here for no. a little while while my stomach growls. Yeah. Forget about it. Or, or if you need to put shoes on your kid's feet. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, and so the, I just, I, I, I just want to let everyone know especially coming from a place where I, I, I had nothing. And when, when I was, you know, living out of my car, going back to that, um, you know, it was, it was all focused on where am I going to sleep tomorrow? You know, and okay, I got so much money in my pocket right now. So how am I going to eat? You know, and obviously I, I can thank goodness we live in the United States and so I can get clean water out of a tap. Sure. But at the same time, um, you know, it's, it's really easy to play this comparison game. And you see a lot of these people that are, you know, they're doing all these different things to improve their lives on a, on a much higher level, on like that self-actualization scale. And, and, and ultimately, I, we, we want everyone to get there. We want to. I'm going to have a question really quick. Yeah, for Sorry sure. to pause. But what, what, is, what do you think that line is between comparing and getting motivated by? That's a really good question. So here's the thing. Comparison is not necessarily a bad thing unless it starts, you obsess over it. And if it, if it starts to create negative emotions, yeah, like in it, you, it wrecks your self esteem, kind of. Yes, okay. If it starts to destroy your esteem, that's a problem. Comparison is necessary also for competition. And also, mm. if, if for some people, if it's going to drive you to strive for more, great. You take it, use it, let it fuel you. However, if you see it and it seems so far out of reach that you say, I can never achieve that, and then you start, and it creates negative self-talk, then that's, that's something that I, I would, and typically with a lot of my clients who might be going through that, I always encourage them, 
if you're following that account, you need to erase it. You need yeah, to unfollow. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah, you absolutely. Whatever's going to cause that comparison, if it seems so far out of reach and only, only makes you feel bad about yourself, you have to get that out of your mind. So glad you said that because yeah. I actually relayed that sentiment to some of these kids that I've been talking to last week. Yeah. I said, Look at your feed right now and tell me how many of those people are making you feel better about your life? How many people are how many of those people are making you feel worse about your situation? And then can you please do yourself a huge favor and start following people that have what you want? Yes. Yes. Because that's to me we talked about closing gaps, right? Mm-hmm. You you got to listen to people that are smarter than you. Yes. You got to take like I love being around you because of the wealth of information that you have regarding exercise, nutrition, fitness, you you've you've forgotten more than I'm ever going to learn in that space. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say no, that. No, no, you do, and you help people close the gaps there. That's that's the beautiful part about Thank what you, you bring to the table. You help people close the gaps, get information, learn, so they can do better in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And p- trust me, everybody's in their car right now, or on their walk right now, or wherever you're listening to our "I Needed That" podcast, and they're shaking their head. This is the value that you bring to them. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, well, I feel the same way because, like, we'll sit down and we'll actually start talking about religion. You've had a lot of experience sure. with a lot of religion and mental health. And so it's great because we can sit down and I can glean all kinds of good information off of you. So it's like, we work really well there. Um, but you know, going back to the whole comparison thing, if, if you can, if, you know, comparison, it's, it's a tricky word, but at the same time, if it motivates you and inspires you, yes, go for it. Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of comparison you need. Cause you're like, man, that guy, he, he's been where I've been and he's, you know, he's achieved X, Y, Z. And oh, if he can do it, I can do it. That's the kind of comparison that's healthy. However, there's a, on the, on the flip side that I was just talking about, if it causes any, any sort of negative self-talk or disdain or shame, or like, I'll never have that. Yes, absolutely. Then you, you must remove it for your life. What is it doing to get you closer to a better life? Like at, when did that kind of negative self-talk ever gets you closer to where you want to be. It's all, in fact, it's only getting you further away. So you got to do yourself a favor and remove it completely. You and I mentioned that in the first couple of episodes, that idea that you are either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. And if you can make it that simple, it becomes so, so easy to make these decisions. Absolutely. Don't you agree? hundred percent. Is there anything more you want to talk about with regard to how quickly mindset can shift when a basic need is threatened? Yeah. And, And here's the thing. And I think at the end of the day, I think the, the big takeaway that I want everyone to just think about today is that is, is where might you be on the hierarchy of needs? Like, are you focused on are, like right now? Are you worried about putting food on the table, water, mm. shelter? Mm. Are you okay there? Great. If you are, man, you're blessed. Awesome. Let's check that one off. Second. Okay. Now let's talk about safety. Are you safe? in your environment, in your relationship? Are you safe financially? Are you going to be okay? Or, you know, is, do you, I mean, or do you need to make decisions? Absolutely. Right. I mean, you make some, need to make some really big, heavy decisions sooner than later. Okay. And, and if you do, okay, that, that's, that's fine. And here's the thing. You don't need to be worrying about an ice bath then take care of what you got to take care of. And then next love and belonging. Do you feel loved? Do you feel like you're capable of love, like loving others? I mean, because that, that's number three, which is really, really interesting. Because like, you know, especially on that, on the, on the hierarchy of things like love and belonging, according to Maslow, comes before esteem, which is going to be, you know, respect, self-esteem, status, recognition. But at first, you got to focus on yourself. 
do you love yourself? Most of the humans that I interact with in my life are still working on the first three. You know, they're still working on physiological needs, safety, and just and loving themselves. And so, again, if you, when you're scrolling your feed and you see other people out there and they might be working on the self-actualization and everything, that's wonderful. But if you're not there yet, it's okay. Give yourself some grace because you got to take care of what you got to take care of first. And again, if you're just trying to put food on the table or you're trying to make sure that you're, you and your family are safe for tomorrow, for the next day, or you're just trying to set up a foundation, it's okay for your focus to be there. You don't need to worry about some of these other things right now. Yeah. But now perhaps, perhaps a breathing exercise or a little meditation, it can only help. For all what do I reasons. say to you? What do I text you about once a week? What do I say? Oh yeah. You, you always say you're like, dude, take 10 minutes for yourself and just focus on your breathing. Just a quick meditation. And I do it. And I mean, I, and I've been doing it for almost two years and it makes a huge difference. Huge. So like you can weave in all these different, all these different things that can sometimes actually help you put, it'll help put you in a better place to handle some of these other stresses, but please give yourself some grace out there because you know, in, in a heartbeat, some things can change. Like in a heartbeat, you can get a phone call and all of a sudden your safety is threatened or your physiological needs are threatened. And yeah. so it's like, appreciate what you got right now. And if you're focusing and if you're there in the, in the, in the lower tiers of the hierarchy, it's okay. Coming up next week, right here, we're going to sit down with author, Olympian, filmmaker, incredible human being, Alexi Pappas. You know, things happen and then you suddenly fall off a cliff of sorts. So for me, um, I had spent much of my life with the understanding that my mom was just so sad that she had to go. Like, that's really how it was described to me. And so my understanding was like, well, if I'm 50% her, then I better not get sad. So the Olympics is hard for every athlete because you build up to this point. And let's just think about for a second, the emoji of a mountain, right? Like it's a very uh, equal image. And you build up to the top of this mountain. And then after the peak, what often, it, what it feels like usually is a cliff because no athlete prepares for the moment after. They don't prepare for the descent. But if you think about the emoji being a, a, an emoji of a mountain, it, there's a huge, the half the mountain is the descent. And when you're climbing, it's more dangerous to come down a mountain than come up a mountain. And so what I was not prepared for and what caused my situational depression was the lack of preparation for the moment after, which could have been as simple as understanding that there was gonna be an adrenal dip afterwards that I could embrace as normal and not reject. So when I started rejecting the feelings, it becomes the whole thing. We'll see everybody next week on the I Needed That Podcast.